Hey, welcome into episode 23 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. We got the whole crew back together. Josh and Jordan, how you guys doing? Hey, yo. Hey, doing, doing great, man. Thanks for asking. Oh, it's good to have everybody back, the whole crew. Going to go over some, uh, some week six, last slate of the games, a little bit of Thursday night football recap, and then a bunch of news came out this morning different players and things like that. So we'll run through all those players, touch base with everybody and go through all that. But uh, yeah, you, you said excited for we were recapping six. Thursday night game. Was there football on Thursday? I, I don't was, know if there was football, but I mean, I guess it resembled football. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like an wing, imitation of football. Is that like a different country's version of American football? <laughs> winning teams quarterback through for under a hundred yards. Really impressive. You know, like it's that's actually insane to me that they won and he threw under a hundred yards. Like, what is this season? Didn't so, score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. And then we uh, we also have our uh, DFS SmackDown coming. Uh, which Yeet. another crazy ending and another backfire of swapping out players. So we'll see if uh, this week we can maybe get it right. I mean, we keep telling ourselves that we're going to, but. We're yet to yeah. actually punish anybody, so it's actually been more entertaining how this has worked out. So it's hilarious. Yeah. There's so much pressure. It puts so much pressure on the person who has to do the swap, where you're like, "Ah, oh, how do I make sure this is bad?" Yeah, because I'm gonna ruin my I'm gonna ruin myself one of these times. Like, I've been fortunate. <laughs> I haven't taken the loss yet. I haven't had a player swapped, but I know, these, you know that was a brag. That was. But I know I'm, I'm going to swap a player one of these times, and I'm going to mess myself up. I just know it. I know it's coming. So uh-huh. yeah. it's okay. You know, it happens. Last week, I, I certainly helped Josh. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, you. to my detriment. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. Honestly, I mean, we thought, oh yeah, we're going to give you Deontay Johnson and Pickens, and they both. I mean, they had a decent day. Both of them did so. You know, it wasn't terrible, but they are good, right, well, man. The the catches they make have been way more impressive than their fantasy numbers so far. You know, and part of that's just having the rookie quarterback trying to get things figured out and stuff. But man, they are good wide receivers. Both of those dudes, like their body control, their uh, you know, they're just like getting the ball at the catch point. Everything is is perfect. They're they're really good. And if they get through this tough schedule that they have right now, and you know. Pickett gets a little bit more game time with them, a little more practice. I expect both of them to have some pretty decent years. Um, you know, I think they're going to finish out okay. I don't think it'll be terrible. So, yeah, yeah, and they could be really exciting going into next year. They'll probably have a lot of off-season hype. So, if you can, you know, buy low on these guys this year in any kind of dynasty league, that might be maybe a good idea. Definitely Pickens. You know, he's he's still a rookie, so you got a lot of room for potential growth there. Yeah, I wonder if the owner of him would trade him to me. <clears throat> I, I don't think so. <laughs> that was worth a try. Uh, all right, well, let's hop the, into... Hey, if the price is right, that's, that's not always true. If the price was but, right. How many first-round picks you got? <laughs> <laughs> I know how many first-round picks he has, and that's why my first instinct was in it, probably not. <laughs> Bro, I have a fourth-round pick left for the next three years. <laughs> I... Uh... I went all in on fixing my dynasty team this year. For those that don't know, I took over a team and I uh, I went from I didn't want to be the last place team and rebuild to I'm going to compete and I I did it and I sold everything. So it's going to be an interesting. You know, adoption's not for everybody, me. but Brandon's done yeah. a great job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, three years for me to see what direction I end up going. You know, in the next couple of years. So, but. All right, well, let's hop into uh, Thursday night football. Um, guess we get to use this one again. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Yeah, just, yeah, there was nothing to that game again. Uh, you know, we I, I'll be honest. I thought this was going to be a more exciting game. I, I hyped myself you know, up for I don't know why. If you came home from work and maybe you took a nap, and you made dinner and you sat down and ate while you watched the fourth quarter, then it was probably pretty good because it was exciting there. It was close. It was like, oh, well, which team's going to win? There's like less than a touchdown difference. And, you know, but, but yeah, if you watch the first three quarters of this game, you were uh, wasting your time. Yeah, I just don't even. 
I got off work early. I made sure I was going to be home to watch this game just because I was like, look, there can't be six bad Thursday night football games in a row, can there? Well, there was. Well, Um, there was. (laughs) I don't get what Chicago was doing when they were on the goal line both times, and they did not give the ball to David Montgomery. I have like, no I idea. just like Monty or was Herbert s- for that matter. <laughs> he had like no, they, one. they gave it to Herbert. He, he got stuffed the second time when they were down there. He got stuffed twice, like really hard. Right. And I was just like, okay, he just ran for 64 yards. He's obviously a little gassed. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't give the ball to Montgomery who could probably more than likely bulldoze his way in. I mean, he's, he's, that's, that's the kind of player he is. And yeah, I just, he's shown I was, he can do I, it. Man, I was so confused at that. And then they got stuffed twice through the interception. It was just like, oh, man, this game is – it's going to be like this. And I'm going to be real honest with you. That one touchdown really ruined a, a bet that I had, and I was really upset that they didn't give it to David Montgomery. So, Dude, I, I felt bad because I, I encouraged a coworker to start David Montgomery because I thought he would, you know, almost certainly get a touchdown and have a pretty nice game. And, uh, you know, he was he was fine statistically. He just didn't get it in the end zone. And I was I was like really mad at my TV at that point, watching them hand it to Khalil Herbert after that giant run when you can tell he's winded like and you've got a bulldozer of an awesome running back in David Montgomery who you can just like let him push the pile and get in the end zone. Yeah, and, I have uh, no idea what that was. I, I was I, I've I've been confused before, but. That was a whole different version of confusion for me. Um, we we assume know. coaches are rational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, guys, we got to get into some stats for this game. Um, but I, but but before that, we had two running backs in this game for for the Commanders that are that people want to talk about, and that's Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And I've seen people say Antonio Gibson looked so much better with his touches and that brian robinson has no explosion and this and that i've also seen it completely the opposite way and people are like why is antonio gibson even getting featured in this at all when brian robinson looks so much better so where do you from the eye test what did you guys think i test i I test i say it was gibson in this game i think gibson gibson doesn't normally like lately he has not looked like this i know gibson is a pretty good running back he just doesn't get the opportunities but in this game, Gibson did look more explosive, but it doesn't matter how explosive somebody looks when the other one's getting all the opportunities. And oh, for sure. they trusted Brian Robinson, and they're going to continue to trust him. I know the coach came out and hinted a little bit about some more Antonio Gibson carries, which worries me a little bit, but I, I still think it's going to be – it's going to eventually end up being all Brian Robinson. Like, I just think that's how it's going to be. some J.D. Like, McKissick sprinkled in. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see Antonio Gibson moving into just like a gadget player kind of role. Yeah, I think that's what they want to do is like try and try and script plays for Gibson and let uh, let Robinson carry the bulk of the workload as far as like on the ground touches. You know, I don't think Robinson's ever going to see a lot of passing work because they're going to use McKissick on third downs and in two minute drills and stuff like that. So and they're going to they're going to work uh Gibson in to get some like screen passes and stuff in space which is probably more what he's suited for um you know we've seen him be like he looks great when he gets into space with the ball but he has a fumble issue yep. and that's exacerbated when you like try and give the guy 15 touches up the middle so if you can hand it to him on the outside where he's facing corners and stuff all the time instead of facing those D linemen and linebackers it can cut down on those fumble opportunities and, and give him a chance to run in, in some free space. So I think it's probably a better use of the guys, but I think Robinson's probably going to have the goal line work and, you know, he got a touchdown in this game. So I think he's probably the guy I'd want to own. I wonder if it'll be something similar to like the Zeke Pollard type role where they do script a few plays for Gibson let him, you know, do the similar thing that Pollard does where he plays the outside, you know, and things like that. And like you were talking about. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know that Gibson's value is completely gone yet, but Gibson's value is certainly diminishing every game. Yeah. I think if you're like, if you're playing Gibson, you're just hoping that he breaks a big one because his, yeah, the, uh, the workload's not going to be there. 
Yeah, it's almost it's almost non-existent. I mean, Robinson was I, I think he had 20 opportunities in this game, which is pretty high for uh, you know, first week start and you know, they just trusted him. And and the game script wasn't even really in their favor at all and he still was the one getting all of the the carries, you know, like they were they were down in that game and they were still running with him. I'm going to push back against that because when you're playing the Bears, the game script is always in your favor. <laughs> okay, well played. I, I see what you – yeah, I, I like that. I mean, this was a down game, you know, obviously for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz ended up fracturing his finger in the game, and he was already suffering from that bicep injury. So, you know, he went 12 for 22 for 99 yards. Um, hey, he didn't you know, throw an interception. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I don't think hey. he can really throw the ball. Like, and I learned I learned my lesson. Don't start Carson once twice in a row. You can't trust him twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, in my two in the two QB best coast league, like I'm I'm stuck starting him every week. So that's gonna be rough. Yeah. I, Between these two it, QBs, there was twenty six completed passes. I gotta nice say though, guys. there was times where Fields looked good though. Like that pass to Pettis was actually a really, really nice pass. It was a dime. And, you know, he had some competent plays, but at the same time, there was other plays where it was just like, where's he even throwing the ball? Like, this I think a lot he's doing issue. out there. He, he doesn't seem like he has much of a second read. So if his first read is, is covered, he wants to go run the ball. And if his lane is clogged, then he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and he just go, he goes down hard. He took a lot of hard hits. <laughs> Dude, yeah, so, he got beat up. Let's look yeah. for him on on injury reports this week too, because he yeah. he did. He got thrashed, man. Yeah, the Commanders defense ended up with five sacks, a fumble, and an interception. So not a bad start for them. Um, you know, overall, you know, Brian Robinson did had seventeen carries, sixty yards, and a touchdown at the end of the game. So pretty good game for him. Montgomery had all the opportunities, just wasn't getting the red zone opportunities 15 for 67 one for one through the air for 13 yards i just i I don't know where it was going and why he wasn't getting the opportunities um on the ground per se that was really or weird to the me, air. But. that really kills me man because when they when they get him opportunities you know out of the backfield dude he he takes off. He does a great job with the ball in his hands. He catches everything that comes his way. Like you should be targeting him five times a game. Yeah, I agree. No, I I completely agree with that. That they need to be targeting him more. But it, it just it seemed. I, I guess it's just both teams. You You're know, just like so it, disappointed you, by both these teams. Yeah, you just can't expect much. Like really. Um, but you know, there it is. There's Thursday night football. So uh, I think next week we get. Who is next week? It's the Cardinals and the Saints. Is that I next week? I haven't looked. Yeah, it should be a better, at least, scoring matchup um, next week. So I'm pretty sure it's the Cardinals and the Saints. So we should hopefully Thursday night football is a little more exciting next week. That sounds That's like the up. kind of game that could totally flop, dude. <laughs> You're right, Saints at Cardinals. If it is, if it is literally another one touchdown or two touchdown game, I'm going to be so upset. I'm just going to be like, no, don't. Will do it this officially be a curse? There's no way the Cardinals defense can hold a team to one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> you think Andy Dalton can score more than one touchdown? James I do. Might he be has Alvin. He, he has Kamara too, though. Yeah, Kamara, Olave, maybe Michael Thomas will be back. Probably not. But we'll maybe. see. There's news about Kamara. People, uh, the pot's stirring, guys. Nah, it still won't happen this year, though. Yeah. It's the same lawsuit he's been facing. They just finally released images, but it's going to, it's going to still have to go through the court stuff and all that. Um, it is the same lawyer though, that uh, was involved with, you know, the Deshaun Watson stuff and all that stuff. So, you know, this guy's a high profile lawyer that, you know, he doesn't hold anything back. And we see that with releasing the images because no one wanted them, you know, they were being held back for quite a while. So it could, could still happen. So <laughs> I just traded for Camara. So I mean, <laughs> I feel for the guy. I don't want to get involved, but in terms of fantasy football, I hope that he doesn't get suspended this year. That's just, just fantasy football. Talk, That's just not what we're going to talk about, baby. Yes. I, I don't want to speculate or talk about anything else. It's just fantasy football right now. I'm talking about, and I would, I would be, I would be hurt. <laughs> Hey, that it's happened at usual, Bowl. That has nothing to do with us. <laughs> it's our it's our annual uh, Camara trade. This happens a lot in this league. <laughs> oh um, 
And one of us regrets it every single time we make this trade. And I have a feeling this year it's going to be me that regrets it. So, um, yeah. So Good luck, it's, B. It is what it is. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our daily roundabout. Just going to run through uh, the players that um, have popped up on injury report, came off injury report, things like that. Uh, Cam Akers is out week six for personal reasons. This one's a lot deeper than just being out for personal reasons. Uh if you are a Cam Akers owner, this is definitely something to keep an eye on because we don't know how how far this is going to go or how long he's going to be out for. Uh, it sounds like it's a long-term thing. Like There's rumors now that he might get traded or request a trade, so keep an eye on this one for sure. If you're a Daryl Henderson owner, uh, you're seeing you know, cash register that, noise. Yeah, he has the backfield now because you hey. drafted him really late. Also on that note, Kyron Williams, if he's out there on your waiver wire, he's IR eligible. Uh, you might be able to just pick him up for free, throw him in the IR and hang on to him. See what happens when uh, he comes back, because they had a role plan for him in this offense. And uh, we could see him come back to that role and maybe even an expanded role if there's no cam makers there. So definitely great. Great caller. I could uh, also Michael see Thomas, Cooper. Gush, oh. Cooper, Cooper Sorry, Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mixed Cooper Rush and Cup together. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, I can see Cooper Cup getting like a couple runs every game too, just because they like to do stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. God, um, be good. <laughs> yeah. Michael Thomas has been ruled out this week. Rashad Bateman ruled out again. Uh, Jameis Winston is not able to come back this week. There's a good chance he's back next week, but. Uh, Jameis is still out, so Dalton will start again this week. Uh, James Conner and Daryl Williams have both been ruled out. If you have Eno Benjamin, smash play, put him in your lineup, going against Seattle. Uh, it's a it's a great play. Um, uh, Kadarius Tony has also been ruled out this week. Uh, what's new on that front? But uh, I believe Kenny Galladay was also ruled out for them. So man, they're just they just can't seem to get any healthy wide receivers for like the last two years on that team. I feel so bad for that team, but uh, somehow they're still winning. So um, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor have both been ruled out this week. Uh, we'll probably touch base on that game. Is that on the slate this week? Cause I wanted to no, it's not. So are you guys starting any running back out of that backfield then with both of them being ruled out? What's the guy's name? Dion uh, Jones. Yeah, I was just looking for him and uh, see if he was on the waiver wire. D E O N. Oh, is it ja- is it Deion Jackson? Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in starting him, Deion Jackson. He could be uh, he could be interesting. Yeah, that one could be a little interesting. He had 13 carries last week. Um, didn't you know? Didn't have a bad game at all. Caught four four receptions too. So they play against Jacksonville. Man, Jacksonville? and that. Pretty bad can, defense. Yeah, but they can't. They can be. They can have games where they're really good because they're. Yeah. You know, they're young and talented. So. Yeah, that could be an interesting tough. one. But Keenan I'm Allen is if doubtful. Got, for instance, if if I had, if I was gonna start Cam Akers and now I can't, you know, like I'm I'm way into somebody like a Deion Jackson. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there is bye weeks, injuries. Yeah. It's it's. There's worse players out there that you could start, I think, than him. So yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, Keenan Allen is doubtful again this week. Um, that hamstring injury just keeps is keeping him out a lot longer than I think people anticipated it keeping him out. Uh, Mike Williams, another smash play. Um, Going to be an interesting one against this Denver defense without you know all of their wide receivers. Josh Palmer could be a sneaky play this week just because of um, Sertan possibly being on Mike Williams. Um, Kyle Pitts is expected to play, uh, so you can expect that three points out of him again this week. Uh, oh. and then, we'll, oh. we t- yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Carson Wentz, he did suffer that uh, fractured finger on his throwing hand. He is headed to LA to talk to a hand specialist to determine like what the next steps are. There's been a few different things I've seen. One has said that he's gonna he could miss multiple weeks, one has said that he could play through this. So this is just a wait and see. We got to see what the specialist ends up saying. Yeah, we um, also don't know who their backup quarterback is. They haven't said if it's going to be Taylor Heineke or their rookie. Um, yeah. 
So that's something to keep an eye on as well for waivers. We'll keep you guys posted as we get more information as well. So look forward to that on the Monday episode. Howell, um, is Howell there, rookie? Sam Howell? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater and Tua both cleared concussion protocol, but Skylar Thompson is still expected to be the starter. Uh, Tua well, will not play at all. Why? Teddy is expected uh, to be the backup. So well, I wouldn't doubt it that eventually they pull Skylar Thompson out and Teddy ends up playing, like if this game gets out of hand which it is going to get out of hand. Like they're, they're playing Minnesota who's had a pretty good defense has an awesome offense. Miami's secondary has struggled recently and yep. it's just, I, I don't, I don't understand this play. I don't, I don't get it. I think, I think part of this plays into when they allowed Tua to go back into the game and, Part of me just thinks that they're worried about letting Teddy go back into the game. Like, yeah, he's been cleared, but if they, you know, he's been cleared and then they let Teddy go back out there and he suffers another concussion, like what, what happens to that, that whole team, you know? Yeah. I I guess I buy that narrative. Um, And they, you know, you all of a sudden are under a lot of scrutiny if back to back happens again. So, yeah. Yeah, that could be. Man, if I'm the Dolphins, I want to win this game really bad. And if I want to win this game really bad, I put Teddy Bridgewater in to start. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Well, let's hop into the week six preview here. The second half of the slate of games that we have. A reminder again by weeks, we do have the Lions, Texans, Raiders, and Titans all on by this week. Sweet, sweet relief. (laughs) uh, Means the Raiders won't lose this week. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Hey, that's good for yeah. you. But Your buy is coming up, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't lose that week. Yeah, this is also funny um, enough how the Lions and Texans feel. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the sad part is, is Derrick Henry's on buy. So, yep, that is the sad part. That's the sad that part is. for all of fantasy football. Yeah. All right. Well, we got the Cardinals two and three at Seahawks two and three. This is going to be. I anticipate this being a pretty high scoring game. Um, I don't know exactly what the over under is, but you know, you're, you're starting Geno Smith, Kyler Murray, DK Lockett is interesting. He was off the injury report. He was on it on Thursday with the hamstring injury. It does worry me a little bit, but Lockett's been too good lately to not put in your lineup. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker, I expect a big game out of him this week. I think this is his coming out party. Um, I don't see why they don't trust him with the ball. They saw what he could do last week when he got that, you know, 66-yard touchdown run. Um, so uh, Hollywood Brown, smash start. Seahawks secondary is terrible. Um, Giving up and, points, baby. Yes. And then we talked about Eno Benjamin. That's a great spot start with all of their other running backs being injured. He should get a bulk of the work. Um, a lot of carries. More than likely, he's going to fall into the end zone this week. And uh, and then you got Zach Ertz. This is the last week for the Cardinals before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. So, you know, this this could be kind of telling for, for Zach Ertz. We're going to see, you know, what it looks like for him next week when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Because I, I anticipate a little bit of the targets to go away from Ertz now with, with Hopkins coming back. So, okay, is question. there anybody who does? Yeah, go ahead. Would you rather start Kyler or Geno? Kyler. Whoa. I never thought that would even be like a question. Like if you would have told me at the start of the season that you'd be asking me that I'd say you're crazy, but I still would stick with Kyler. I would really like to see them start running him a little bit more. I I don't, I don't get why they're not. Um, But uh, I would probably still go with, mm, I still (laughs) go with Kyler. I'd still go with Kyler. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kyler too. He's not running as much, but he's still running, you know, thirty plus yards a game for the most part. Well, I guess like twenty five plus yards a game for the most part. Uh, that's better than Geno Smith's running. That's better than his baseline for running. And they're both, you know, both of them have defenses that are going to give up points. They're going to have to to score. So I, I don't mind starting either of them. I would rather start Kyler. Currently, yeah. Geno leads in fantasy points. I'm sure it's close. It's very close, but he's QB five and Kyler's QB seven. But it honestly, both every week. 
So <laughs> I'll but take both the these defenses are bad. Both of them are for sure. I mean, you but say Ky- you say Kyler's he doesn't harder play defenses, them. and the Seahawks are a really bad secondary. I think he's going to be able to exploit them. Yeah, I mean, I I could see both ways. I really, I really could. I could see both ways. So I don't think you mess up. Uh, playing either um maybe next week uh you could bench I, kyler i got a question uh, that kind of coincides who do you boys think is going to win this game uh, i think the cardinals. Seattle. it's in seattle so i think i'd take the seahawks i think the cardinals are going to pull it out i got i got seattle by a field goal cool i by yep. the way this is not one i would bet on no because I, I think <laughs> yeah well <laughs> i'm a dj I'm, i would get get odds, this game but uh yeah. I'm a little freaked out. I, it could definitely go either way. These divisional games can be weird. We could see one team get shut down, but I, I think it'll probably be close. We've seen a lot of close divisional games lately, and these two teams really know each other well. So Seahawks are close in every game right now, too. So Yeah, it's it's just it's loud there. Uh it affects Kyler. You know, we've seen it happen. I, I think I think I I do agree it could go either way. And I don't think you go wrong starting either quarterback. I think you know you could start either one this week and be just fine. So, all right, well, let's jump over to the Panthers one and four at Rams two and three. Um, You're, you're starting your CMC cup, Higby Henderson. Um, I think Henderson's a play this week. Yeah, Um, I agree. You know, now that we have, you have clarification on the backfield. Now you right now until, um, you know, a Kyron Williams returns. Uh, it is his backfield. And I, I think, I think you can play him for sure this week. Um, as far as the quarterbacks go, you know, I, PJ Walker, I don't think you're starting um, maybe in a two QB league. If you had Baker as your quarterback, you may be stuck and have to play him. But uh, other than that, I wouldn't play him. Where are you guys at with Stafford? I mean, we talked a little bit about this before the podcast. Where are you at with Stafford, Brandon? <laughs> in a two QB league, he has been benched for uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, that's where I'm at with him. If um, I had an option like Chris Godwin to bench him for, I would do that. He's currently you know, QB 27 behind Baker Mayfield. He's not even at QB 2. Yeah. That's bad. It, it's, it, it's 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 so bad. Cooper um, Rush has almost as many points as Matthew Stafford. Yeah, like it's it's one of the worst I've. And our league's worse too because and our, our and league's the number one wide receiver. Like Cooper Cup yeah. is having great game after great game. Cooper Cup's even on pace for more receptions and yards than he had last year. There is just nobody else there to do anything. Yeah, uh, their offensive line is terrible. So the first read is Cooper Cup, and he's the first person to get. You know, Matt Stafford gets the ball out. He doesn't want to take his uh, like twentieth sack of the season. And Higby, he is throwing a lot to Higby. Higby That's is getting true. a ton of targets this year. So, but it's still, it's ah oh man, it's such a weird, it's such a weird scenario. I'm I'm kind of out on on Stafford personally. Um, Allen Robinson's the other one on that team. We're out on. Uh, Are we a collective I, you know, sit? I'm sitting him always. He's not even on my so, team anymore. No, yeah, we we were joking around about that. I was talking to Jordan on the last episode that I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be all sneaky and I was going to pick him up and he's going to have a good game and you're going to be upset that you dropped him." And then <laughs> he put up a whole two points and I was like, "Oh my god, just get off my team!" Like, why do I? Why did I even try and pick you? Why? Up? No, like, I I saw him on the waiver wire and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> To I had me, the writing's on the wall, guys. He's this is this is it. He's done. He's toast. Yep. You want to play Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay? Duh, there no, you go. I want to quit fantasy football. To me, football. that's the comp. So <laughs> yeah. Well, Kenny Galladay's hurt, so I would play Allen Robinson. But yeah, but um, Alan yeah Robinson there I'll go Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Allen uh, Robinson, and I'll expect to lose. That's what I'll ugh. do. Yeah. The other one I want to talk about is DJ Moore. So everyone, we've all been out on DJ Moore this season because of Baker, because of essentially what has been going on with that offense. But 
the only reason why I think you could flex him this week is because of PJ Walker. He targets him on 28% of plays and a lot of downfield plays and PJ kind of he kind of leans on him. So I think it's an interesting flex play. Um but a lot of people have already picked up secondary options, you know, they they haven't depended on him. So where are you guys? I, I'm just curious because you guys both were, you know, talking about just having him be an automatic out. Um, is that still where you stand? You're just like, okay, you know what? I'm done. Let's let's just get rid of him. Yeah, to me, with no head coach and uh, you know, no Baker Mayfield, this is just they're going to try to call as conservative as a game as possible, if you ask me, and try to just keep this a really low scoring affair. Um, They'll probably actually just get blown out by the Rams. Is really how I think it's gonna go. You know, well, they've I, had they've had a pretty good defense, and with the way the Rams have been struggling, like I don't expect them to shut down Cooper Cup or Higby. I think that's where the targets will go. But I don't. I also don't expect this to all of a sudden turn around and be a super high scoring offense. I mean, maybe part of the problem is Cam Akers and how much they've handed him the ball, and Daryl Henderson will kind of give this offense a shot in the right direction, but. You know, a lot of the struggle has been Stafford, so that that's not just going to turn around immediately. And I think uh, it it could be a really low scoring game, but uh, and that you know, DJ Moore, it, it's one of those. It's kind of that Allen Robinson situation where all of his best years he's had such bad quarterbacks, and hopefully it turns around before he gets too old. I will say this: I did. I I'm saying DJ Moore is a sit, but there's bye weeks and there's injuries you can start DJ more over a lot of dudes that are worse, but like I would start some, some people that are dart throws over him, like an Isaiah McKenzie this week. Yeah. Same. I would really rather not start DJ more. Yeah. I don't think he's quite to the a Rob spot where you should just cut him, but for sure, man. Yeah. It's not pretty. You're just, you're totally depending on targets. You're just hoping he catches everything that comes his way. And then he gets, you know, 10 targets because the yardage is not going to be there. And he's almost certainly not scoring a touchdown. For sure. Definitely. All right. So we've got the Bills at Chiefs as the next game. Both teams four and one. We get a rematch of the game we saw in the playoffs. We've been waiting for a game like this this season. Uh, Over under 54 points. This is the game. You just want these players in the game. Most of them. I mean, I expect a massive shootout. Uh, yes, the Bills have a very, very, very good defense, but the Chiefs have a very, very good offense. So I just think all around it's going to be that kind of a game. Um, you're starting Josh Allen, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey. Um, I think, you know, we have CEH as like a start, but where are we like on CEH right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he had a kind of a down game last week. McKinnon got quite a few uh, carries in that game and was he had the involved. juice in that game too. Yeah, is that something you could see happening again this week? Not so much. I think that they're gonna not like rely on Ceh because they just don't rely on the running back position. Um, but he he seems to get the you know the opportunities that matter more to me and and more consistently but man Jarek McKinnon's going to be a thorn in your side cuz he he looks better than i thought he would it's almost exactly yeah. what i was going to say he's going to be a hindrance to the volume for CEH but CEH does seem to have the more uh, valuable touches so i'd still play CEH like i said you know he's the run- he's the starting running back and he doesn't look bad or anything like that the, either one so. of the best offenses in football like that's a guy you want in your starting lineup yeah, I know. I, I mean, the funny thing is, we could say the same thing about Singletary. There's a lot of yeah. guys I'd rather start Singletary than like. Yeah, same. I, I, for He's instance, for the For instance, I'm starting uh, Chase Edmonds as my RB two currently in that Best Coast Dynasty because of my injuries there, and I would way rather start Devin Singletary week to week than Chase Edmonds right now. Fair enough. I I agree with that one definitely. Um. Gabe Davis, got to start him. We saw what he can do last week when he's healthy. Um, And then the two we talked about, like I want to talk about 
as far as flex plays go are Isaiah McKenzie and Juju. So I really, really like Isaiah McKenzie this week. Um, I talked a little bit about it. Uh, the Chiefs give up on average 22 and a half PPR fantasy points to the slot position. And Isaiah McKenzie already has pretty good games for Buffalo. And I just think this is a a huge play for him. And this could be a massive game. Um, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I've got Isaiah McKenzie in a couple leagues and I'm starting him everywhere. Um, I, I have I have him in my lineup currently over T Higgins because of the injury and what we saw happen with T Higgins last week. He was limited in practice a bunch this week. It sounds like he's going to go, but I'm I'm worried about starting him. So I'm going to start. I, I I normally wouldn't do that, and if Higgins was fully healthy, it would not be the case. But I'm going to start Isaiah McKenzie this week. Yeah, I agree with that one. Now, where are we at with Juju? Um, he seems to be building a little bit of a rapport with um, Mahomes. He's getting some decent play out there, but is he somebody that, you know, you're, you're all in with there. You're going to, you know, he's a smash start play or, or how, what are we thinking? It's just kind of an issue. Cause it's like, yeah, he's getting targets and he's getting snaps and you know, you, all these things that you want on a really good offense, but it's not translating to fantasy points right now. So people are getting frustrated to me. He's not like a drop candidate. He's getting eight targets from Patrick Mahomes every game. Um, I don't, you know, in this game, I do want to, I'm more, I want to flex it more than like next week against San Francisco. Cause I think this is just going to be a higher scoring game. He's going to have more of an opportunity to get in the end zone. Um, and I think it's almost just one of those, uh, those where you just, you have to let him out there, you know, uh, you gotta let him play. And yeah, I, I especially think in deeper leagues, you're probably not going to have options that are way better than Juju. I think I see him kind of in a similar vein to CEH, where it's like it, it's going to be up and down and they're going to use other guys, but he's going to be a more trustworthy option for them than some other people. So he's probably got a lot more upside than the other wide receivers there. Yeah, but I mean that's the other thing. Do you, do you want to start MBS over Juju if you like had both of them on your team? Because I'd probably still rather go with Juju. I'd go Juju. I would go Juju as well. But damn it, I'm the yeah. only one I want to start is Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. preferably. <laughs> yeah. If you're uh, in a if you're in a ten team league, there's probably better options out there that you can start over Juju, who are just like yeah, more of a boom candidate. Because yeah, we're looking at. We're looking at Kelsey, we're looking at CEH, but Mahomes is going to spread it around. That's what they've been doing at the running back and wide receiver position. So it's yeah. I think they're just I I, I don't think you can go wrong really in this game. I think there's going to be enough points, enough passes to go around um, that I think Juju would be a fine play. I, I am out on MVS, but I I think he'll be okay either way. So yeah, I mean we could easily see both teams get to the thirties in points. So yep. you you want to play so. guys in this in this matchup. Yeah. All right. Then we gotta we gotta follow that one up with another, you know, big game, uh divisional game. Cowboys four and one at Eagles five and oh. Cowboys have been squeaking it out. Their defense has kept them in the games. Cooper Rush has been fine. Four and one, Eagles five and oh. Uh the over under though is only forty two and a half. Um I think that's mainly just because both of these defenses are just that good. The offenses aren't terrible, but the defenses are really good. Yep. Uh, you're starting, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Sanders, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, CeeDee Lamb. My question is, is Zeke in this this matchup. Um, where are you guys at with Zeke? I, I'm to me, Zeke is almost a, a bench. This week against this Philly defense, it's really, really good. And um, I don't know if you have – I mean, you probably don't have too many other options, but where are you guys at with Zeke? Yeah, if you are in a good spot with your running backs and maybe you've got like a, an Eno Benjamin or somebody like that on your on your bench, I might rather s- start one of those guys. Uh, Eno Benjamin or Daryl Henderson or somebody like that who's come into you know a lot of guaranteed volume because we're definitely going to see you know the Cowboys have to split the workload between trying to get it to Zeke and establish some kind of run and trying to get it to Pollard on the outside so that they keep that defense guessing a little bit so 
I, I don't see a ton of upside for Zeke, but I think he's also going to have a good, you know, a good amount of volume. They're going to have to try and get him the ball. They, you know, they, they're not going to have Dak. They got to try and do, establish the run game. So it's tough against this D though. I'm going to give you it three is. names. You can start two real quick. Okay, guys, Zeke, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon. I would rather start Melvin Gordon. I think, uh, more guaranteed volume. And James so you're Robinson. saying start two? I would start Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I would. I think I would start Zeke over James Robinson, but that's close. Cool. I just want to see where you guys' heads are at with that, because yeah, Robinson's somebody that people are wondering about, and there's a good chance he's on a team with somebody like Zeke. I'm really, really nervous about what's going on with James Robinson. We were all. Oh, the guy's back, blah, 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 you know, yeah, and, and, and now ETN just is eaten into those every single game. So, um, yeah, I, I would probably go Melvin Gordon and Zeke, um, as hard as that is to say. A lot of people would tell you James Robinson. I don't think you can go wrong there because he does have a chance of getting in the end zone. But um, that's just personally which way I would go. Yeah, so that's that's really tough. Like. James Robinson's for the most part been good. We saw a really down week last week, uh, the last two weeks really with him. But I mean, he's RB 18 on the season right now. Um, the last two weeks, he's still gotten the attempts and, and ETN hasn't been phenomenal or anything. He hasn't really had like a big breakout game in that time. So I think this is still going to be very split. And I think Robinson has a good opportunity for a touchdown, but yeah. In the, in the previous games um, he's played, he's played three games ever against Indy and they've all been pretty dang good. He had a, let's see, 12 for 57 and a touchdown last year. Uh, this year in the game that they played in week two, he was, he had 23 attempts for 64 and a touchdown. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that, that history and these teams, you know, generally we see games where Jacksonville does way better than anybody would expect against this team. So I think I still like Robinson. This yeah, week. I, I think I think I'd take Robinson over Zeke. This is a really tough matchup for Zeke, and it's a really nice matchup for James Robinson. Travis Etienne, like, yeah, he looked pretty good last week for really like the first time since, uh, you know, like Since that's coming back from injury. Yeah, that's really his first decent game. It was inflated by the receiving because he had three receptions for 43 yards. Didn't really do a ton on the ground. 10 for 71 is not bad, but he's yet to score a touchdown on the season. So I feel like when they get into the red zone area and short yardage there, Robinson's like much more of a lock to to get an opportunity for a touchdown there. Yeah, I, I could see that, too. So, um, Devonta Smith, where are you guys at with him right now? He seems to be getting a ton of targets from Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting higher and higher on my, my, uh, interpretation of what Devonta Smith is on, on this offense. Yeah. And there, I mean, Hurts is throwing a good amount and that offense is moving the ball well. So I think, uh, Smith's a good flex. He, he's a pretty good flex pretty much this every is, week. This is a tough Dallas defense. They're going to focus a lot on A.J. Brown and on this run game. And yeah, may, maybe Devonta Smith, maybe Zach, or, or maybe, uh, excuse me, Dallas Goddard. I think both those guys kind of have an opportunity this week to have the offense run through them. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's another good point is that, yeah, you... Uh, you probably always start AJ Brown, but this this is a really tough matchup for him. He'll be playing against Diggs in a, a secondary that's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I would still start him because I think the Eagles are going to try and find ways to get him the ball after a down week last week. But it, it's it's a little sketchy there. That's a it's a tough matchup for him. Yeah, I, you'd I have agree, to have so. you'd have to have such good wide receivers to bench AJ Brown. Dude, no kidding. Oh, but, but I wouldn't. Uh, but I think I'd avoid him for DFS or anything like that there because you go. of the matchup. I think so too. Yeah, that that I agree with. Yes. 
Um, okay, uh, you guys want to jump over to the Broncos Chargers game? Let's yeah, do Monday it. Monday night. Well, first off, uh, Thursday night football needs to take some notes from Sunday night football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Monday night football. Broncos two and three at Chargers three and two. More Broncos uh, prime time. Hooray! Hey, don't hate. <laughs> I'm hate. I, I wouldn't be hating if it was if they were good games. That's yeah. that's the issue. They all of them this have gonna, sucked. It's gonna be a good game. You this don't like watching the Broncos and the Bears and all these teams in prime time, Jordan? No, like this, this is gonna be a good game. I hope uh, so. You're starting Herbert <laughs> Eckler, Mike Williams. We talked about Melvin Gordon. He's like that flex RB two range right now. Um, you know, Sutton and you're starting Everett, I think, this week, especially I think if so too. Keenan Allen is out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Everett pretty much every time that, you know, he's he's in there. Same uh, with Josh I Palmer, right? Palmer's a borderline flex, but I think there's a lot of better options out there right now. We've seen some emergence of quite a few wide receivers recently that Palmer, yes, I mean, he, I actually do kind of like Palmer in this game just because of the the Sertan matchup that could take Mike Williams out of the game for quite a few plays. So Palmer could be the option, but that's why I really like Everett this week. Um, that that's part of the reason why I think Everett's a pretty smash play. Um, I mean, we, we also said the same thing when we played the Raiders and that Waller didn't really have that great of a game. We thought, Oh, tight end position. This is going to be a great game. Yeah. Waller's Um, been hurt. He's been dealing with injury though. So yes, I agree. Um, you're sitting Russell Wilson, though. One QB league, there's no chance you're starting him, right? In a two QB I mean, league, I, I want everybody to know, these guys have convinced me to sit Russell Wilson for Daniel Jones this week. Yeah. I mean, is it really that crazy to say? I mean, I'm a, look at I mean, you're, you're talking to a Bronco fan here, and I'm telling – I'm the one that was saying do not start him, know, start Daniel it, Jones. It's crazy to say, but it's all in context, and it's not crazy to say because we need to, to – look at these things analytically, you know, we're talking about fantasy football here. And when you're talking about fantasy football, Russell Wilson is not putting up the numbers to make him a startable quarterback right now. Um, you know, which is in turn affecting Jerry Judy. Um, you know, which is why I think Jerry Judy is a sit this week. Um, I agree. It's, it's hard to say that. I mean, yeah, Jerry Judy is always capable of having that, 60 yard touchdown catch and you regret benching him. But I think there's a lot of other options out there that you could, you know, you could start. Um, I don't know. I mean, but let's, let's, let's gauge it here. You know, we talked about uh, Juju. Would you just start Jerry Judy or Juju in that game? I think I'd start Juju. I think I would as well. Okay. See, and that's that's where I'm at too. And like, what about Devonta Smith or Jerry Judy? I think I'd start Devonta Smith too. Same. So, yeah. So we're at the point. Like, I mean, we're okay. You picked up Alec Pierce this week. Did you start Alec Pierce or would you start Jerry Judy? Oh, that's I think tough. I'd start I think Jerry there Judy. I'd start Judy. But um, okay. What about just in this game, Judy or Palmer? Huh. Palmer. I think so too but man it's a tough matchup for wide receivers this broncos secondary has been good so i don't really want to weigh in there i don't know it's tough i'm like i'm trying to decide whether or not i actually start mike williams in this game like he's been really good but it's a tough matchup and he could you know he could be the odd man out in this i'm also trying to decide if i keep rolling with gerald everett after some down weeks so it's worth noting too that austin eckler is on fire he has been you know what is giving this offense a spark lately so there's a good chance that they just keep rolling with that and he gets another you know 25 opportunities this game so yeah and that you know that could be an interesting matchup there too um i think it depends on we have uh, speaking as like a bronco fan here we haven't got the news on all of our linebackers and all that stuff on who's even going to be in this game. Um, you know, if Baron Browning's in there and all that stuff, you know, we could have a, a decent D line still, but if all those guys miss and DJ Jones and, you know, we've already got uh, Gregory on IR. So Eckler could have a, just a massive game. If, if a lot of that, uh, the defensive line is out still. So yeah, something to keep an eye on. 
So, um, yeah. Anybody else um, in this game? I'm I'm curious to see the the usage for Latavius Murray um, in this game. The coach even talked about how they wanted to. They were excited to see Latavius Murray in this game. So yeah, it's been a long. Week. I mean, they get you know it's a Monday night football, so there's, there's an extra practice in there to get him familiar. So. I am uh, really curious to see his usage in this game. I, I am. Uh, I think that I think Latavius Murray could take away from Boone. I don't think he's going to take away from Melvin Gordon, though. Uh, no, and, but I uh, think you could see a, like quite a bit of a split between Gordon and Latavius. That's what I think too. And if you if you have a fumble from oh, Melvin man. Gordon, then Latavius could just take over the backfield. He like has he, to hang on to the ball to hang on to his job. Yes. His, his job is a hundred percent dependent right now on him holding on to the ball. And that's something to keep, you know, that's what, that's what worries me about Melvin Gordon. Like to me, Melvin Gordon is almost like he's a borderline, like sell now uh candidate just because of he could lose his job at any time. So that's where he's like a borderline, like maybe just, roll with it, get somebody else. But I mean, you never know either. So you guys think he's just in his head with this fumble thing. Uh, is it a mentality? Part of it's definitely mental. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause you saw At that press conference. Like yeah, the, the first the or conference. second one, you know, like the one in the preseason that wasn't mental. That was probably just, you know, a good, good hit by the defender, knocked it loose. Then he fumbles in the first regular season game. And that's probably when he starts getting in his own yeah. head, like two games in a row. And now it matters, and boom, then and it happens got a, in a third a game. Guy waiting in the wings, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah Javante's there taking work away, like, yeah. And then Javante gets hurt, and then boom, he fumbles again, and it's like... And yeah, then boom, they bring in Latavius Murray. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he's definitely in his own head. So he's got to get out of his own way, and, you know, that'll if he can do that, it'll help the Broncos because he's still a good running back. Like when he has the ball in his hands yeah. and he's not fumbling it away, he can make guys miss. He can, you know, he can push the pile. He can catch the ball in space and get stuff done. He's a good running back. He's not elite, but he's, he's very good. So yep, agreed. he's just got to get out of his own way. He's that he's talent wise. He's better than Latavius Murray, although he's getting older and maybe he's losing it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think it is time to get into our DFS Smackdown. Yeah. It's a Smackdown, boys. So last week's results, uh, I ran away with last week, 137.1. Uh, Josh had 91.86. And Jordan coming in with the 90.04. Uh, bad week. Yeah. Bad week. Bad week. Tough. It's Tough okay. We'll help you out this situation. week. Yeah, I got your back. I got your back this week. Don't worry. Thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, Switch out uh, my worst player for somebody better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's 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 hop into this. Um, well, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and lead it off? Who are you starting at quarterback? Uh, I'm starting Josh Allen at quarterback. Big money <sighs> okay. spender, dude. Well, yeah, yep. eighty-two hundred. Okay. Uh, I was between and, uh, going Mahomes or Allen. Those yeah. were my two that I set lineups for, and I decided to go with yeah. the Josh Allen lineup. Okay. Uh, Josh, who do you got? Oh, you know, he, he's just a name. He's just a, a guy who's been throwing the ball 52 times a game lately and plays a Joe really Flacco? banged up Pittsburgh defense. <laughs> I'm talking about Tom Brady, 6,300. Tom Brady, sixty three hundred. Okay, okay. I uh, also went with Josh Allen. Hey, so yep, Josh Allen for eighty two hundred. Okay, uh, Jordan, go ahead and give us your two running backs. So I uh, I saved some money here. I took Daryl Henderson at fifty one hundred and Eno Benjamin at forty six hundred. The okay. replacements. Okay. I like I like both of those plays. Uh, Josh, who do you got? All right, I got Brees Hall at 5,800 and Kenneth Walker the third at 5,400. All right, I have Eno Benjamin for 4,600 and Kenneth Walker for 5,400. <laughs> nice. So, we're gonna have a lot of similarities today, I think. Uh, okay, Jordan, uh, who are your three wide receivers? 
All right, so I went with a double stack here. Gabe Davis, 6,500, and Isaiah McKenzie, 5,000. And I also took Romeo Dobbs for 4,800. Oh, this is fun. Uh, okay, Josh, who do you got? All right, I went ahead and took Stefan Diggs for 8,400. I got Chris Godwin to get that stack with Tom Brady for 6,100, and Tyler Lockett for 5,600. Oh, this is this is great. So I went with Hollywood Brown for seventy two hundred, Stefan Diggs for eighty four hundred, and Romeo Dobbs for forty eight hundred. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is fun. Um, okay, uh, Jordan, who do you have at uh, tight end? Travis Kelsey, seventy eight hundred. Oh, he pulled it off. He said, I'm not losing this week. He said, I'm not getting zero points out of my tight end. <laughs> uh, Four I'm touchdowns. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, right. Josh, who do you got? I got Zach Ertz for 4900 Okay. I have Noah Fant for 3000 Noah points Fant? <laughs> hey, he's been scoring some points. He's been getting some decent volume in there. You're right. You're right. So, um, okay, flex and defense, Jordan. Yeah, I took get my flex, Corey Davis, 4,800. Ooh, I like that play. I like it too. Uh, Josh? All right. Oh, wait, go, Jordan. Jordan, Sorry, and my defense, defense, I took the Bengals at New Orleans, 3,100. Okay. All right, I took Tyler Boyd for 5,100. So, hopefully he tears up that New Orleans defense. And then we got... Oh, I took the Bengals. Oh, yeah, you took the Bengals D. That's right. And I took uh, the Panthers D, the cheapest one in the game this week, guys. 2,400. <laughs> okay. My uh, my flex is Brees Hall for 5,800. And I took the Panthers defense as well for 2,400. Wow. <laughs> Your team is just an amalgamation of mine and Jordan's. Uh-huh. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh... – yeah, like I said, I, I had a feeling there was going to be some similarities. I didn't think it was going to be like a full combination of both your guys' teams. So, yeah. All right, so That's now, weird. Uh, I wonder if that yeah. like almost like guarantees Brandon won't lose. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it's a combination of your guys' teams, so there's a chance. But it is... Uh, it's time for the punishment. <laughs> So I think we gotta we got we gotta do this now. We gotta do this now. So all right, I need uh, I need your three wide receivers again. Yeah, Gabe Davis, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and Romeo Dobbs. And I put Corey Davis in the flex. Corey Davis in the flex. Okay. Oh, that's mean. Do that's it. Mean. Yeah, should we should we finally have one that is actually punishment? So I'm gonna I'm gonna remove Isaiah McKenzie and Bring it my heart. You are gonna get uh, Chase Claypool. Ah, uh, for 4,500. Watch Chase Claypool get a rushing touchdown oh this week. Gosh, dude. Hey, listen, people out there, if you can put some kind of low wager, high payout bet with Chase Claypool in it, <laughs> friggin' do it. I almost gave you Elijah Moore. <laughs> This has worked out um, every week. Dude, if Chase, I swear if Chase Claypool is the, he's going to be the only Pittsburgh receiver to score a touchdown this week. Watch. Oh my it's God. not going to be Deontay and it's not going to be Pickens. It's going to be. First touchdown of that Steelers yeah. game, Chase Claypool. Yeah. Oh. Pat Fryermuth will lead the team in targets and Chase Claypool will get the only touchdown. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm getting on DFS now or I'm going to get on DraftKings. I'm going to put. Just like three dollars on first touchdown scorer Chase Claypool, like, like hedge <laughs> those bets, man. <laughs> yeah. At least if I lose this week, it's because of that. <laughs> oh crap! So, yep, there it is. There are our lineups. Um, this this should be this should be a good week. It's kind of crazy that we're like literally combined teams. So, um, this should be a fun one to see. You know, one person's going to celebrate, the other one's going to celebrate. And yeah, it'll be. We have a lot in the the um, Bills and Chiefs game. We are all banking on that being a high scoring game. So 
if it is not, I think we're all in trouble. So it's um, gonna hit the under. We, we talked about too the, much money on the over, man. That thing's gonna hit the under. We talked about the Cardinals yeah. game, but we failed to mention that Modern Warfare Two Early Access happens on Thursday. So, oh, oh uh, no, I, I own a lot of Kyler, man. <laughs> Do not start Kyler next Thursday. His mind is going to be on getting home and playing the new Call of Duty. <laughs> All right. Well, you can uh, thank you everybody for hanging out for episode 23. You can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm BC. I'm at BCFF Josh. <laughs> and I'm BCFF Josh. <laughs> I'm BCFF Josh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Best of luck on week six. We hope everybody, you know, enjoys the week and gets uh, gets all the wins except for Jordan because I'm playing him in one league. So other than that, I Just hope all it. of you yeah, have a great week six and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday.